0: You're now tuned into the Fully Booked Podcast with Mace, French and Pox. Enjoy the listen.
1: Yeah, so number four, confounding, compounding. If you were a technology optimist in the 1950s, you may be predi- you may have predicted that practical storage would become 1,000 times larger, maybe 10,000 times larger. If you were swinging for the fences, few would have said 30 million times larger within my lifetime. So with that being said, I'm going to ask about three questions in one, so just bear with me. Do you view money as something to compound? Follow-up question being, and when did you view it in such a way? And what prompted it? I'm going to give you
0: three swift responses. Sweet, go for it. Um, no, as in something to compound. Mm. When I was younger, mm-hmm. um, I come from the background of just like work and save, work and save. But then what's the part after saving? It was never explained. It was just saving money, don't spend it. Yeah. But then what do I do after? So I'm gradually having to figure that out or have start to establish that. Um, compound.
1: What's other two? So When did you view it in such a way? So, my friendship. When did you view it in such a way and yeah. what prompted it? Can you hear me? I, yeah,
2: I've, it comes out a lot, a lot when
1: uh, cool. I have I've viewed it in such a way.
0: Um, people around me have helped me to view it in a different way now mm-hmm. in terms of investments, which has led me to, um, yeah, just be a bit more open minded and actually, you know. Um, saving is all good but then it's, you're actually losing money when you're saving the way the economy at this current stage is going but in most cases you're not your money just sitting there is not actually doing much for you even if there is you know you're earning a slight interest on it it's, you could, it could be doing a lot more in terms of working for you Um, and then the third one was sorry French what and what prompted it what yeah people around me so just like people around me have either got investments they're, they're you know they invest in stocks they invest in property they well, crypto is the buzzword. I'm not really, I don't understand it enough to really mm-hmm. be deep in a game like that. Mm-hmm. But just people around me, just seeing a lot more. Um, you just see in here with all the social medias, you can see in here people who kind of, you like in everyday life, you can probably see, you, you probably see everyday in the street and they're doing things with their money and less with less money than what I have, but doing more with it. So yeah. just things like that. It's just made me realise that actually, yeah, you need to, like, yeah exactly that that you need you need to be thinking about having your money work for
2: you How about you p um <clears throat> I think your first question was in regards to when did I realize compounding was important
1: no, so the first one do you view money as something to compound then the follow up question is when did you if you did in such a way and the last question being what prompted it
2: um cool yeah um money. Yeah I, think, yeah, I think it'd be wise to see some see money as something that you compound, but more so what you do with the money, I guess, is the most important part. So um, I think very similar to what Mason said, I don't think the saving itself, that is important, it's an important factor, but it's a case of um, where you allow your money to compound in, in some way, shape or form, I think is the most important part, I guess. Very similar to, I think, one of the early examples in the book with the guy who was, a, uh, I think it was a cleaner, yeah. And I think investing oh, his yeah. money in the um, just laying the, just laying the market, for yes, example. SP500.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yes.
2: Um, and so what's the second question?
1: When did you view it in such a way, is in terms of compounding?
2: Um, probably through, again, very similar to Mason, um, through examples around me. So I don't think I've ever done less than other people. But I guess when I started seeing people do more than myself, mm-hmm. I don't think it was due to the fact that they're working more harder than me. I guess it was because maybe because they're working more smarter than myself. Yeah. So I guess then really but I'm going to say what where what, what, I'm 36 now so I'm going to say that was at least anything between 5 and 10 years ago really you know what I mean you begin to see people are doing things which um which well people are doing things where they're allowing their money to work for them whereas I wasn't allowing my money to work for me I was more so outside in the field working 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 which is is cool and all that but it's probably not smart as such Yeah. and the last question was I wrote it down actually just in case <laughs> Um, what prompted? What prompted it? What prompted? Sorry.
1: Your view, your your perception or your viewpoint on um, money is something to compound.
2: Um. <sighs> um. Didn't write the questions down properly, did I? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I'm gonna say it would have to be other people around me. Really, yeah. you know, what I mean, because. Yeah, I think it'd be silly not to learn from those around you or not learn from your mistakes. Yeah, I'm going to say mistakes mm. and then watching people around me working a bit smarter.
1: Cool. I probably don't have much different answer, but I will answer still. Um, yeah, I guess I do view money as something to compound, definitely. But it wasn't until reading certain money books that I would, I, I I even had that consideration of money being something to compound. One of my favorite top top probably top three maybe top five books that I've read and that I would always recommend is *The Richest Man in Babylon*. That book taught me about that changed my whole perception of how you use money and how you save money as well, and just in terms of what money can do for you. It it's not like a typical um, self-improvement book that we read on the podcast but it has as much pe- impact if not more because it's it's done in like a story mode yeah so I would definitely recommend that book if, if anyone hasn't read it yet
0: yeah, you can listen to it on YouTube as well isn't it that probably, probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what
1: I said I'd yeah. recommend it either way get your hands on it or listen to it whatever way but it's definitely um, it was my first introduction of um, money compounding anyway in regards to in how to invest your money per se, and how it can compound, and how that can obviously be a benefit to you in the long term. And when did I view it in such a way? Again, <clears throat> through through the power of reading, and I guess also talking to others around me. So I remember one of my mates said, "Oh, have I got a credit card or something like that?" And I was like, "Nah, man, I don't use credit cards and that. I'm not going to get into to debt and all that. I, I didn't it. know about." debt being that actually could be a good thing and stuff yeah. you know what I mean yeah but I don't mean I mean good debt and not bad debt <laughs> but like all the, so so yeah I guess your pairs for me personally mm. similar to yourselves as I said before there's not really much difference in regards to, to my answer so mm. what prompted it is definitely um people around me and yeah that's that's when I viewed it in such a way is when I started reading about it and having that kind of information. So Oh I know he's just gonna say Mike, so yeah, go on.
0: Oh yeah, what's crazy because obviously we met up a week or so like two weeks two three weeks ago. Mm. There was one of the guys that was like credit card debt, yeah, load me up. <laughs> <laughs> I could boy, what? Yeah, load me up
1: <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, <out> man, like <laughs> <laughs> Alright, cool. <laughs> Sorry, so on the next next part. So the counterintuitive nature of compounding leads even the smartest smartest of, smartest of us to overlook its power. In 2004, Bill Gates criticised the new Gmail, wondering why anyone would need a gigabyte of storage. Hmm. Author Stephen Levy wrote, Despite his currency with cutting-edge technologies, his mentality has anchored in the old paradigm of storage being a commodity that must be conserved. You never get accustomed to how quickly things can grow. And that's on page 52. So, change is inev- inevitable. However, is it always right? So you keep going in and out. Okay. Yeah. Like So, on,
2: on the sound thing, you can see minor masons are a lot higher than yours anyway when you speak. Um, sorry, I don't know if I messed up the question.
1: So, I can ask it again. Yeah, go on. Change <laughs> is inevitable. However, is it always right? Does that, is that, that's my sounds, my levels are right?
2: Oh, no, I'm thinking about your question now. <laughs> 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 uh, think the question now. i know because someone mentioned change obviously
0: someone mentioned change in the book so i'm trying to um, always always right from whose perspective if change is going to happen change is going to happen man mm. we might it could maybe it's it's subjective when it comes to, is, is it is always right i'm just trying to think mm. in my head like um there's no there's no right yeah or right i'm just trying answer, to think, really um Change, change, that's what, I mean, What are we? we've been around since the 80s, yeah? Mm. And there's been a lot of shit that's changed since the 80s. Have we always agreed with it in terms of what it's done for us? No, but you just have to get on with it. I just, I don't think change, I don't know, I don't think change is always right, but it's just one of them things you just kind of, you just, you pull your socks up and get on with it. You just have to. It's just, it's just life. It's a part of life. Change is a part of life. All right. So keeping yeah. on, that, on yeah. that
1: subject note, because we're talking about money. So we're yeah. about change of money. Mm. So we're in a, we're in an era where we're, we're slightly changing from a cash society to a cashless di- society. Di- digital. Yeah. Do you, do you think that's a, a productive thing? Do you think it's good? Do you, cause the reason I can name a couple of reasons why, um, the government and the propaganda that's been put out as it being a good thing is it's safe, it's clean, you won't have to use use your hands on money, so it's gonna stop the spread of possible diseases and what et etc. Yeah. And I'm sure there's plenty other yeah, yeah, reasons yeah. that yeah. they can kind of make and make it sound yeah. like, oh, having a cashless society is better. But yeah. do you think that it is it's right to stop having cash and just go basically digitally <laughs>
0: um personally i i don't well, if we're just going to speak about that particular subject mm. i don't um um But change is inevitable. So let me give you an example why I don't. And this, and and it's going to, have you ever tried to log in? Have you all got banking apps? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever tried to log in and sometimes they don't work? Yeah. It might be five minutes, might be an hour. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't see what's in your account and you can't see. So there's, as you said, so many things are digitalized that, you know, it could be a point you don't have any cash on you and I, even the machine you're going to pay with doesn't work or something like that. And I know I'm starting to see it, but it's things like that. There could be a bug in the system. You can't access your money for 40 hours. That's
1: not silly. Eh? That's, that's, that, yeah. so quite a reasonable so, thought. So it's,
0: it's, it's things like that as to why I like to, well, personally, I always, even now, I like to have a mixture of both. I've got cards, as you can see in my wallet, and I've got cash as well. I always have both. Mm-hmm. I always have both. You never know. So... And that's just one simple s- example that I've just come up on top of my head. Mm-hmm. but change is inevitable and and f- I'm not in a power I'm not in a position like that to be able to dictate what's going on with something as big as um, making money more digital and even you know moving it into a c- completely different space where you know it's it's it's, it's crypt- whatever you want to call it, boy.
1: <laughs> what about you Pete? um
2: what was the question exactly?
1: Oh my God. <clears throat> change is inevitable however is it always right that was the first question yep but the uh, <laughs> <kidding me. laughs> but the premise of about all right so i said about the premise about money in regards to it being the cash going from a cash society to yep. a cash society what's your thoughts on that so it's almost too the first question was the first question, but I kind of laid up the context. Cool. I mean, we kind of discussed this yesterday a little bit, anyway.
2: Mm. Um. So, um, no, change is not always right. Um, I was gonna say when you mentioned the whole pulling your socks up thing, the whole the the mask of the mask of masculinity. Um, that gang won't be best pleased with you in regards to that pulling your socks up, all that type of stuff. As to um, um, those type of phrases being kind of like phased out and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but. Um, yeah, I just don't think you can stop what's currently taking place as to us going cashless at some given point. Um, oddly enough, when I bought the food, mm. the salad, um, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um you saw, and you want to talk about masks, <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: the salad, um, yeah, that was a vegan burger. Um, but as to buying that, he said, um, uh, contact contact contact. Contactless, Contactless preferred.
1: Okay. That's what it
2: said. Yeah, it was like a sticker. Yeah. Um. So I thought of you immediately. Actually, when I saw that, because we were talking about it yesterday. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just think it's inevitable. Um. But I think my response yesterday was, I don't know where or I don't know why. Mm. um somewhere i've been influenced to use contactless because that wasn't really my thing before again i always mm. preferred cash actually mm. 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 knowing what i've got physically in my hand yeah. and then i can pay i didn't like just to be willy-nilly just beep 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 yeah. but <laughs> over the past say 12 to 18 months mm. that's kind of where i've gone all what i've done is i've put money in my monzo so i know okay i've got just a, uh, X amount of yeah. pounds to spend for the week and i just move around if that yeah. makes any sense and just keep um, track of that, but I haven't even done that of late. That was the idea to begin with, but I've kind of moved away from doing that. Okay. Um. So what's your sorry what, what change on this? Um. No, I mean I don't. Yeah. I don't. I mean, change is cool, mm. and change is inevitable. Mm. Um. It's not always right. Mm-hmm. Um. But unfortunately, you kind of got you got to adjust. Mm. Are, are you
0: leaning in disguise? <laughs> Am I who? It? <laughs> anyway, now the other thing, and it's just dawned on me because you spun the question, man. I have time to think. Mm. When I'm paying with cash, people don't know who I am. When I'm paying, where I am, mm-hmm. I'm paying with this. There's now a, a digital um What do you call footprint. it? Footprint. Footprint. You know, I've been here at twelve fifty-seven and paid three pounds for this. Mm-hmm. So I now got to here. So in that time, I must have taken this route. Now you've got a digital footprint. Now I'm part of the this matrix almost, where I'm, I'm digital. I'm a digital. I'm a digital being, a digital body, because of these things. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly where. Um, I was, I guess, leaning towards. I think from the conversation yesterday that I was talking about, obviously, we're talking it, talking about it now on the podcast. But so just, just adding to that, it's amazing cool. because
2: once upon a time, um, and even now, really, you'd say, Oh, people, this is probably a lot of people's response. Well, well what have I got to hide? <laughs> <laughs> what have I got to hide? And I guess. Hmm. Um, me personally I don't think I have anything to hide But I don't like the fact That someone's actually following me No one wants anyone following you Or no okay. one wants anyone tracking no, you Knowing my damn business Yeah you don't need to know My damn business mm. If I'm buying a carrot cake I'm buying a carrot You know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> Who's this thing i um,
1: buying four carrot cakes this week <laughs> <laughs> Who <Yeah>. cares <laughs>
2: yeah, Mind your business You know what I'm saying um, Yeah no one likes anyone being tracked You yeah. know what I mean So I guess there are my thoughts As to that And I guess there are some people's reasons As to why they don't have a problem With using um,
1: contactless payment yeah it's it comes down to again that that word convenience It's that's 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 what it's based <clears> on that they, everything's made for convenience but with that convenience you take you it's almost like you take with the other you give with one hand you take with the other so with that as you just mentioned mace someone could track you in regards to everything that you have bought when you bought it where you bought it and who wants to be, it's, it's, it is basically coming like Big Brother mm. in terms of 1984, do you know what I mean? It's just like everything's being trapped and we're slowly and slowly and slowly becoming more and more confined, even though it seems like it's more freedom, but I think that's um part of the, the agenda, so to
2: speak. <clears throat> I mean, I don't want to push that conversation too much more, but... I had a great conversation with a writer today. Um, and that probably leans a bit too far to the right or left as to what we're talking about here today. But mm-hmm. he mentioned something as to, so I know he's English, but he lives in the States in Texas and we're talking about the pound and the dollar. And he said, he's really interesting because a hundred pounds in England. Um, no, he goes, although the pound is stronger than a dollar, a hundred dollars in the U S would get you a lot more mm. than a hundred pound would do here. Yeah. Um, and he kind yeah, of yeah, explained yeah. Yeah. That wasn't that. one of the reasons why he left but he kind of like drew that comparison immediately as to um London being really really expensive but as to control and stuff like that um whether it's um like digital payment um the fact that inflation and things have gone through the roof I mean you are being controlled I, I don't want to go too far to the mm-hmm. right or left with that but I mean there is a sense of control because at this moment in time a lot of people's pockets have been stretched yeah stretched yeah.
1: tightened and yeah both literally Literally, but as you said, we won't stray stray too far. So getting back to the book, there are books on economic cycles, trading strategies and sector bets, but the most powerful important book should be called Shut Up and Wait. It's just one page of a long-term chart of economic growth and that's on page 52. The practical takeaway is that the counterintuitiveness of compounding may be responsible for the majority of disappointing trades, bad strategies and successful investing attempts. <clears throat> but good investing isn't necessarily about earning the highest returns because the highest returns tend to be hits that can't be repeated. It'd be about earning pretty good returns that you can be, that can be repeated for the longest period of time. That's when compounding runs wild and that's on page 53. Before we get to the next section or next chapter, is there anything else? anyone else to add? <clears throat> Um, let me just have a quick look. Um,
2: I don't know, I found that, so that comment you mentioned um, just there, I sort of shut up and wait. I find that very, very interesting. Um, so I think I don't want to read the whole thing entirely. It says you never get accustomed to how things can grow. And I think when you're living in the moment, I think you can become very impatient as to the level of progress. And you never know what blessings are literally around the corner, You know, whether as in regards to being patient or actually understanding, obviously compounding. And I just really think, I think as you get older, I think you understand a lot more. So you, I think you mentioned, obviously a few of your questions before where when did you understand compounding? Mm-hmm. When did you kind of like getting into investing and stuff like that? And I guess it just takes experience um, and seeing those around you mm-hmm. go through that or do that before you actually understand the the, the importance of some of these lessons in the book.
1: Mm-hmm. How about yourself, Mace? I didn't have anything to add on that chapter. Cool. All right. So we'll move on to f- chapter five, getting wealthy versus staying wealthy. <coughs> There are a million ways to get wealthy and plenty of books on how to do so. But there's only one way to stay wealthy. Some combination of frugality and paranoia. The timing was different, but Germansky and Livermore shared... This is another page. The timing was different, but Jermansky and Livermore shared a character trait. They were both very good at getting wealthy. Equally bad at staying wealthy. And that's on page 59. Um... We won't go into too much detail about who Jomensky and Livermore was, but they was both uh two characters that is mentioned in the book. Um, Traders. Traders, yeah. that's right. All right, so question. How much is money attached to your emotions? A lot less than it used to be. It was before.
0: I remember I remember lending someone a bills back in the day. I remember lending someone five pounds in school days
1: mm.
0: and not getting that back. And it really grated on me. It <laughs> honestly, it grated on me. Mm. And then afterwards, um, this was probably late teens, late twenties. I lent someone a bills, mm. and what's the bills for those? That so a hundred quid. Yeah, and um, basically, it's never like this that person that I lent it to, someone I grew up with, mm. and like um, they just I just could their phone. Like that's it. Like I didn't see them for years and oh, years and gross. yeah, yeah, for years. And in my head, I was thinking, yo, I grew up with you. Yeah. In my head, this is someone not even from school, like from before, like yeah. high school. I grew up with you, and like, if it's gonna take a, if if you're looking, willing to do something over a bit, like in my head, mm. you're willing to do that over a bills. Do you not think like I've I've had a lucky escape almost because yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just it's the a bills. Cheap, yeah, a and one. the worst case, the worst thing is because I've known you for so many years, mm. it's like man would have lent you four or five times that if if you, do you know what I'm saying? If a desperate state and you really needed that, do you get what I'm saying? So I've got away lightly. That's why I left it as, I just left it as that. Mm. And what's crazy is actually, I saw that person a number of years later, by this point, like, you know, it was gone and dusted. They'd obviously forgotten. We'd all gone up somewhere outside of London to go like clubbing for like a weekend. It just so happened that this person knew someone who I knew and we'd all go, and that person ended up buying bare champagne. So it's almost like that bills came back. I know it sounds mad, yeah, but that yeah, bills yeah, cause like they, they like so yeah, but it was just in my head, I was like, okay, cool. For a bills, I found out your character. That is cheap. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Like that's how I saw it.
1: Mm.
0: Um, but now not like my emotion motion to money is not maybe because I had less than. I don't yeah. know. But it's just not it is what like I charged me to the game. You lot know I had a driving thing. In um thing yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. when I was away, mm-hmm. and I, it probably lasted it stuck with me for maybe a day. Charge it to the game, man. Mm-hmm. Charge it. You got. Like, I started to think about times I've got away with certain things, mm-hmm. whether this hair, we've been flashed, and just not had to anything come through. All those kind of things are like, Do you know, what? charge it to the game, boy. Mm-hmm. that that's what it is. What it is. So yeah, it's it's a lot less. My emotions are a lot less attached to, to to money these days, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, that was a good response. Um. Whew. Do you know what? I had to sit and think about that, obviously, whilst you were um, going through that. I think that probably very similar to yourself, because obviously you grew up with not having much, there was a lot of attachment to money by way of emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess now, again, obviously with experience, I think, again, you do charge it to the game, but I don't even know if it's a good thing. But I think to myself, if you can't get through this- mm. What do you mean? As in, if you're rattled
1: mm.
2: by, I don't want to say a hundred pound, but if you're rattled, if money has has, has rattled you yeah. or not being able to afford something, in fact, these are big things because affordability is a massive thing nowadays, but just say something small, you know, that could have affected you, such as maybe getting a ticket. You know, if, that is, if that, something like that has yeah. rattled you and probably can take or shape your, your week or your month, mm. then you're going to struggle to deal with some of the other things yeah. that lay ahead, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. try to kind of like, Put things in perspective, very similar to what you said, actually, as to understanding, you know what, I got away with this one maybe a couple of weeks ago, et cetera, et cetera. So even now, I mean, we've all had a a bit of a laugh and a joke as to our kind of like mood over the past, say, seven days or so. And again, with those things, I I tell myself, although I might be a little bit low now, if I'm struggling now, you wait till, you know, I mean, some of the things that you have or that lay in wait for you in a few years' time, you know what I'm saying? As, well, I don't say what Biggie said, but more money, more problems. Well, there's not no money. There's not more money, more problems.
1: Right? There's is, this is low money, still problems. Um, but you get the gist of what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> there's definitely not more money, no problems. We're talking about the restraint. Okay. Pockets tight, but anyway.
1: Uh, what's that? Um, uh, what's it? But he says, it, it's something. it's a Friday and he goes, Fucking with my emotions <laughs> fucking with my money you're fucking with my emotions Smokey <laughs> big word yeah yeah. That, that's when I thought of that that's what came to mind straight yeah. away cause <laughs> yeah similar to yourself Mace um, it was definitely more attached to it when I was younger than what it is now again mm. it, it being uh, something that was scarce um, as I was explaining earlier I, I recognised that with money, with money, you can get this, you can get that, you can do this, you can do that. So if there wasn't there, then that means I can't do this and I can't do that. So my emotions is attached to that. Mm. If I can't do that thing, whether it's get that particular game or that product or do that particular trip or whatever it may be. So it was a much more attached to my emotional being in terms of if I haven't got the money, that means I can't have fun. Yeah. Or if I haven't got the money I can't have this this luxury, whatever it may be, for that moment that moment in time. Whereas now obviously it's um yeah, similar to yourselves, being able to let go and understand that you can charge it to the game and the fact that um it's separate. Like money's a tool. Like it shouldn't be attached to your emotions at all. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's where I stand with it at the moment. What i what i so
0: seen, what I find now I think I'd be more emotional. Affect me more. Someone wasting my time and wasting my money. Of course. Like that's what I think. That's what I think's more affecting now. Mm. It's more the current, like the time thing. But it felt like years ago. We had so much time, mm. just so much time. Like just to mess. You sit six hours somewhere, doing nothing. Mm. Now you, it's just like you can. I don't think. I, I don't know if you. Even if now, see like three or four hours where you do nothing, actually it's still valuable time to you because it might be three, four hours I've got to myself to conservant, do nothing.
1: Conserving energy.
0: Bruv, yeah. back in the day, like, you'd have six, six eight hours, you could just chill out, like stand somewhere for six, eight hours doing nothing. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? So I can't imagine doing that. I can't imagine, if I had six, so. eight hours now, I'm not standing out, no, I'm, I'm, I'm resting on my seat or sofa yeah, if yeah. I've got that time to myself. Because as you said, it's, conser- it's just, whether it's gathering my thoughts, getting my sanity back, wherever it is. Mm-hmm. So time is the is the is the currency,
1: as I get older. So I guess the follow up question was going to be, what's been your relationship with money? If,
2: That's you, a haven't broad. Answer,
1: if you haven't answered that already, yeah. in, the, in that thing, um, <clears throat> I get there
2: was like one or two things I didn't mention in one of my previous answers, and um, I think you were talking about the compound the question was in relation to the compounding of money, and I guess for me the most important thing, or how I view compounding is the compounding of what would be my skills and stuff like that. So I said something to the, I mean, I have this, people say this to me quite often when I'm driving and this is not a self-loathing thing at all. Some people say to me, like you're too smart to drive or you sound very posh. Why do you sound posh? Or like, where, where have you been educated? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Obviously that's down to reading and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I was talking today to the same person who I mentioned, um, the comparison of the hundred pound and the hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And I explained something to him and he looked at me like I was a genius.
1: No, honestly, he looked at me like I was a
2: genius. He just couldn't believe, like, some of the stuff that I was explaining came out of my mouth. And he had to sit there for a minute and before, well, to digest it and then respond. And then we had an hour together. And more often than not, um, in fact, he asked to sit in the front. And at first, I was like, fuck's sake, like, <laughs> one hour in the front. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> but we ended up having a phenomenal conversation. It made me think, actually, the way my day started as to kind of like running out the house um, was for a reason. You know, I mean, to get into a conversation with this person as to, um, I guess, obviously what I was just referring to, you know, as to forgetting what I was talking about now anyway, but me being a genius, Now I'm joking. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Mm.
1: Um, All right. What about yourself, mate? Can you answer that? What's been your relationship with money? Um, In what way?
0: When you say relationship, as in over the years, whether I've had a lack of or loads of or um, just how have i treated, you treated
1: it? it yeah like what's been has it been younger
0: younger years it was definitely save what you have I'd mm. spend because we used to go out, and as we have done the we have done the raving holidays mm. we have done the raving over here we have done the yeah. trips I had the car at 18 whatever all that so I've wasted or spent money but I've always had the element of saving money okay. always 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 that like, don't spend like or, I know people in their late 20s were like it comes in and within 10 days it's gone again. Like they, they're not they're not holding back. They're just out here enjoying life. Like and they might be on some of the lowest salaries. Yeah. And they don't care. Whatever's coming in, they're spending that. They're out for the two weekends. And it's two weekends of just of just, you know, baked beans and toast or whatever. Fuck like, that. yeah, I know baked people that was living like that late 20s. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, proper, just nah, like, what's the point of saving? Like that kind of thing. Whereas I've never if, like the arguments I had in my house nah, I need to have something held back. Do you know what I'm saying? I need to. I need to have be holding something back, not frivolously spending like that. No way. So it was definitely set. Now it's got to the point whereby how can I help? How can this money, which there's no guarantees is always going to come in as, as regular as it does or cons, or the or the amount or with things going, the price of um of items increasing, actually mm-hmm. your money's worth less anyway. How can I now make over the years i'm starting to think long term now how can i make this money work better for me in the long term how can it how can it help me when i can't physically get up and and go and do and do stuff do you know What i'm saying or if i need certain care or whatever it is how what what, what can i do so i'm starting to think now I, rather than saving i'd rather spend now but on something long term that's going to help me i don't mind spending i don't i don't mind i don't mind that like, it not being i don't need to physically see this i don't need to see it do you know what I'm saying? As long as I know it's gonna help me either consistently over months or long term. That's how i view things. That's how I'm viewing it. I haven't got there yet or I'm um, but that's how that's how I'm viewing things. I don't I don't need to see anything in there. I don't need to see anything. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see anything. I don't care. Do you know what I'm saying? I want that I would actually want it out as quick as possible. I need to get to an amount
1: to get it out. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, no, definitely.
2: Sorry, just very quickly, yeah. So no, as to what I was saying, I guess I've spent my money on compounding my skill sets in regards to improving or increasing my value. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what I've done throughout my 20s and <clears throat> dare I say even like early 30s and stuff like that. But I guess as I mentioned before, due to experience and seeing other people around you, I think you have to be a bit multifaceted or um, approach things from different angles. We're getting older and as Mason just mentioned moments ago, there's going to come a time and I've mentioned it maybe, or we've all had this conversation before. There's going to come a time or forget forget even come a time. I think this time is now where you probably can't work as effectively as you once did. So a lot of us are now are probably using our brains and our experience as to um, working more effectively. Whereas maybe once upon a time when we were early 20s, we were moving around a were quicker, were little sharper. Um, but, you know, there comes a time when that's got to change. And I guess, sp- speaking to the books, it talks about, I think there's now a lot more managerial posts and things like that available um, to people. And I guess... Or on the job market in comparison to yesteryear where there was a lot of a lot more um, industrial jobs and manual labour and stuff like that. Um and I guess and I think we're now in a in a society obviously where we're having to think a lot more, you know, and I guess obviously with IT and technology, a lot of things are done um I mean from, from that from that point of view.
1: Cool. Automated. That's the
2: word I was looking for. <laughs> okay,
1: cool. Uh, so capital- capitalism is hard, but part of the reason this happens is because getting money and keeping money are two different skills. That's on page fifty nine. Was you ever taught anything about money from
0: home or institution?
1: <clears throat> just
0: just in general, either home. It was I, I had like polar opposites when my when my parents lived in the same household. I had the polar opposites. Mm-hmm. I had. My, my dad, who was, as I said before, if he's got money, we're going out or I'm going, like, as in he's going out or, mm-hmm. you know, money's getting spent. Mm-hmm. Then I had my mom, who you'd think this woman's never seen a pound in her life <laughs> as the way she carries on, like, yeah. or would carry on. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, she, she's able to, I uh, respect her because she was able to just, uh, like, she just
1: made things happen. Yeah.
0: So you wouldn't know if she got a pound or ten pounds or hundred pounds, mm-hmm. but the way she got, went on, it was like it was like every penny counts. Yeah. Like, do you know what I'm saying? So I had both of those. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really learn anything. My mum, my mom would tell me to like, she like, how can I put it? Then if I buy, even the other day, i was, when I was in a car and we were up here, I said to you about um, I, I went round to my mum's for dinner the other day, and then she asked me how um. My other half got to the airport ever, and then I was like, "Oh, she caught a cab." She was like, "To Heathrow?" I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "Why didn't you take her?" I was like, "Why well, couldn't?" Because blah blah blah. She goes, "Why do not you ask me?" I goes, "I did ask. Tell her to ask you, but she like, she, um, she just didn't. She likes to waste money, don't she?" <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the exact response from my mum. <laughs> yeah, she likes to waste money. Like that's that's how my mum would speak. To, not speak to me, but almost that's how my lessons would come. It wouldn't be, son, I'm going to sit you down and have some financial education. It okay. would be like, why'd you go and buy that for? Mm-hmm. Like, like that. That's mm-hmm. the kind of messages I would get that subconsciously filter through mm-hmm. or like, so now you don't know I'm the supermarket king. So man won't, I'll go Tesco, Sainsbury as the waitress. I got m and like, And I'll remember stuff like I I might go to Tesco's and Walker's Thai Street Chili, the big bag is $1.99. But then in Morrison's, they got 25% off. You think I'll go and take that 10-minute walk to Morrison's for that 50 pence, bro. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Price check before price check, bro. (laughs) Trust me. So it's all those kind of things like Mm. that's been installed in me. So that that was my lessons. In school, I liked maths. That's it. But Mm. maths is just numbers and formulas. It wasn't really specific it wasn't like a an econ it wasn't an economics class yeah do you know what i'm saying i never in fact that's a good point i don't know if they got in now they don't have economics in school whereas they had economics in, or maybe they did as part of a business one of the business was. i can't i don't know i can't remember but economics i remember being a proper uni thing you could do yeah whereas in school i don't ever remember it being a standard subject economics no nah, i never yeah watched. i don't remember that so yeah, I didn't learn financially. Didn't I couldn't say I learned at school and from the home, it's just the examples I gave. That's that's kind of
1: Yeah. Cool.
2: You know, very similar, really. Um yeah, very similar. I guess what I would add to what Mason said is I'd wish things had been different, really, as to not that they did anything wrong, but they'd seen other ways as to teaching us the value of a pound and the value of saving money or the value of not I even mean, spending money, but how to spend your money. And I guess if they weren't necessarily talking to us, Mm -hmm. but rather like sitting us down and educating us, this is the importance of keeping a bit, you know, to yourself and like seeing value. Okay, you know, if you spend your money on that, you know, you can keep that for X amount of time, et cetera, et cetera, and so on and so forth. But that didn't really happen. You know, we were more spoken to in a tone, which at a time, you know, we didn't really, we weren't really receptive to or didn't like those tones. What do you mean? Um, no one likes being kind of like told you shouldn't do that. You know what I mean? You shouldn't yeah. do that. Or
1: maybe there was no reasoning behind it. Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're more critiquing yeah. your actions, which at the time, obviously you didn't think your actions were bad, you know? Mm-hmm. And then again, there is nothing wrong with buying those trainers or buying this and that. I'm sure there was a reason for it at the time, but had you had a bit more... Um, wisdom, or they had they imparted their wisdom maybe a little bit differently. Yeah. Then you know, I mean, you would have learned those those harsh lessons that some of us have learned. We wouldn't have had to go through them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, similar to both both of you, I wasn't. There was, I can't I can't recall any specific <coughs> lessons I was taught by in school, whether it was in school or by my parents. It was more um just looking. By visuals, just just seeing what's going on, being privy to certain conversations, again, becoming aware of the the power of money, what it can do. But I wasn't taught anything specific, anything that I do know about money now is because I've gone to seek it out, or I've read it, or through conversation amongst peers and or videos or whatever it may be. But um, I wasn't actually sat down and taught here. This is how you. Go about using money and what it can do for you. The same way we'd be taught about maths, as you said, that was the, that was as close as I was taught about money was adding up a few pence there and a few pence there to to buy a few apples. Do you know what I mean? Those were the examples. But besides that, now I wasn't actually taught anything about money per se. <clears throat> but we'll move on and continue. So getting money requires taking risk, being optimistic, and putting yourself out there. But keeping money requires the opposite of taking risk. It requires humility and fear. And that what you've made can be taken away from you just as fast. And that's on page 60. Mm. Would you be more or less risk averse if handling someone else's money?
0: If handling someone else's money? Yeah.
2: It depends whose money it is, I think. Why is that? Um, I think if you're handling maybe... Friends or family's money I think you're going There's um, Back to emotional Mm. I think that That emotional attachment Is going to be there And you're not going to Want to lose That money In reference to Some form of investment Um, But Very similar to Because I know we spoke About ISAs And things like that before um, I very much doubt There's much emotional Attachment When they're handling Your money Or your Mm ISA As to investing And hopefully Providing some form Of return for you Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah So I forgot the question mate
0: More or less yeah, risk averse of, oh, <laughs> of course you did Of course you did Of
1: course you Would you be more or less risk averse If handling someone else's oh, sorry, money i sorry it depends
2: whose money That's why I give the examples <laughs> It depends whose money It's been a long day guys Alright So I'm to the listeners <laughs> uh, I,
0: I'll be uh, Personally I'll be I'll be, I'll be more risk averse I don't even like taking money off anyone to be fair and i put i don't i don't borrow money off people um or i try not to because mm. i just i just don't i just don't i just see i just think or put myself in other people's situation i th- i think like if i'm how can i put it i don't know how important that money is to you and even though you might lend it to me out of loyalty because you want to help i don't know how that might affect your situation financially so if I borrow someone's money I want to get it back to you as soon as possible because I don't know you might be in and actually, you've done me a massive favour just because out of love or out of whatever it is so I don't like borrowing people's money but I'll definitely be more
1: risk averse
0: with using someone else's money
1: okay so say the scenario is like you're doing a crowdfunding and these people like whatever vision that you've got yeah or like the product or service yeah or yeah you've got, yeah and they want to invest yeah would you would you still be that risk averse in terms of your next move in regards to whatever steps that you're going to make or would you be a bit more conservative and be like i, I know if i take this step less then my profit margin may be less but i'm more mm. guaranteed to make some money or if i go right mm. it's going to be a large profit margin but it's a high risk to fail Yeah
0: I, I think I'm more I'm more likely to go left Personally like Yeah Just because I don't Yeah Yeah I just think about I start thinking Maybe I overthink but I start thinking about You're playing with other people's livelihoods And mm. stuff like that You just don't know Even People might invest in something And, and they Even though they shouldn't They could be risking a lot mm. So Yeah I'll just go left
1: How about yourself mate?
2: Eh? Um no, I think uh, I mean okay, let's come from the perspective that I'm wise and I've got experience. What was I gonna do in the first place? So I try I would try to detach where is my money or their money. And also, um, I understand the nuances Mason mentioned, but I think I think not that I think there's a lot of thinking going on there and I totally understand it, but there comes a point where these people have made decisions that they want to invest in whatever it is you want to do. And I guess if you start thinking about all those other different factors you're probably not going to do what you initially kind of set out to do and it's going to kind of like hinder your performance and potentially results mm-hmm. i mean i guess as long as you don't say oh this like uh, this money's come out of nowhere and you use it like <laughs> recklessly as if like it wasn't your you know as if so you're not treating it as if you it
1: was your own mm-hmm. then that's a problem yeah yeah i get that all right So the ability to stick around for a long time without wiping out or being forced to give up is what makes the biggest difference. This should be the cornerstone of your strategy, whether it's investing or your career or a business of your own. Applying the survival mindset to the real world comes down to appreciating three things. One more than i want big more than i want big returns i want to be financially unbreakable and if i'm unbreakable i actually think i'll get the biggest returns because i'll be able to stick around long enough for compounding to work wonders two plan isn't important but most important part of every plan is to plan on the plan not (laughs) not going according to plan three a barbell personality Optimistic about the future, but paranoid paranoid about what mm. will prevent you from getting to the future is vital. Mm. That's on page sixty three and sixty four. <clears throat> Before we move on to the next chapter, is there anything else? Anyone no,
0: to just I just wanted to say because on those three points, mm-hmm. um, a couple, well, two of them really hit home. Anyway, mm. um, the one was plan on plan on not going plan on the plan not going to plan, mm-hmm. and obviously it might sound a bit pessimistic in your approach, but you have it. it, it it is about having that um, that little safety net. And the second one was about um, paranoid about, yeah, like being paranoid. Basically I've, this a lot of this chapter was about holding, like holding something back almost. And I think that's me in a nutshell. And even I'll give you an example. So even like when I got my mortgage, I was thinking like I could have borrowed more money from the bank I didn't want it. But I was also thinking like, like little things were going through my head. Like, okay, cool. If anything happens and I couldn't pay my mortgage, I started thinking about making sure that the... making don't. How can I put it? I need to make sure I've got enough deposit so that the mortgage I take out, when it comes to the repayments, um, if everything was to go wrong and actually I couldn't pay the mortgage, I can get someone here to rent and their rent recovered the repayments. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? I started thinking like that. Mm-hmm. Like just always... So in my head, I was like, I haven't got enough till I can get to that stage where I can put a deposit down whereby I don't need as much mortgage so that the repayments are lower so that actually the repayments, so that someone moving in will cover those repayments. Mm. That's how my mind started working. That's about like banking on the plan, not going well, all that kind of stuff. Just having a little thought in my head about that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So that, that kind of resonated with me a little bit, giving you that example. Okay.
2: Um, no, I thought it was a very good chapter really I think it gave good examples of Again, obviously the plan Well, plan on the plan Not going to plan mm-hmm. And a good plan is one that can survive reality Obviously see reality There are ups and downs And I guess it's mad Because obviously the title of the book is The Psychology of Money And a lot of people completely forget themselves You know, when, when they are making money And forget there are Well, as well as having good times There are bad times And they don't bank on the bad times Actually taking place Um, So yeah, and I thought it was a very interesting chapter Because it spoke about 9-11 And the housing market going up and down And the stock market, et cetera, et cetera Um, So yeah, a very good chapter